0: We've got podcasting. Just Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 95.7therock.com. I
1: don't know if you knew this, Shaw, but 75 years ago today, the youngest player in Major League Baseball history played in his very first game. Okay. Reds pitcher Joe Nuxall. Was only fifteen what? years old. Fifteen—that's a one. He played a, in a major league baseball game when he made his debut in 1944. Oh. Yeah. By the way, his uh, debut did not go so well for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fifteen years, ten months, and eleven days old. He walked five batters in less than an inning. Not surprising. Because of that, we're playing Factor Bullcrap. Young record holders <laughs> edition. Okay, that's random. The youngest. Solo artist with a number one hit in the United States was 13 years old. Is that fact or is that bullcrap?
2: I will say bullcrap.
1: All right. Apparently, our buzzer's not working.
3: All right. That so is. You're not- uh,
1: it is. It is fact. And yes. Yeah, uh, see,
3: I could. Buy I was that. thinking maybe younger
1: than that. But- Stevie Wonder was 13 when he no. had his first number one hit way back in 1963. <laughs> the song was called "Fingertips Part 2.
3: Huh. He's been uh, making music for quite some yeah. time, hasn't he?
1: You didn't get that one right, Shaw. Sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. Next one Factor Bullcrap Young Record Holders Edition here on The Morning Sickness. The youngest person to play in a Super Bowl was a 17 year old kicker. Is that Factor? Is that Bullcrap?
3: Don't they have rules for these professional yeah. sports where you have to be a grown-up? Yeah, that's what I
2: thought, too. I'm going to call bullcrap on
1: that. Ooh, uh. Running back Jamal Lewis holds the record. He was 21 years old in 2001 when he helped the Ravens beat the Giants in Super Bowl right. that Seems reasonable. Yeah, I think, in, especially in the NFL, you got to be a little bit older than most of the other mm-hmm. professional sports. But a kicker, you would assume. Yeah, I mean, they you know. could
3: sneak in there.
1: Back to Bullcrap Shaw, young record holder's edition. The youngest person to get their own radio show was only five years old at the time. Is that Factor Bullcrap? Oh, i believe that. Sure. <laughs> Kimberly Perez accidentally got her or broadcast <laughs> herself on a Latin station in L.A. back in 2003. People loved it. So she got her own show when she was five. Nice. She must have been messing around with some electronics in the garage oh and then gosh. got on the radio. <laughs> no. Oh, I
3: don't want the crust on that sandwich. <laughs> Factor Bullcrap,
1: want. young record holder's edition. The youngest person to ever win an Oscar was 10. Is that Factor Bullcrap?
3: they have young child actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to,
2: I think,
1: I think Anna Penguin might have been like
2: nine or something. I'm going to say Bullcrap. Uh,
1: Tatum O'Neill, 10 years old, best supporting actress for Paper Moon in 1974. She thanked two people in her speech, her dad and the director. Hmm.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks,
1: Dad. Thanks. Thanks, Peter, the director. I'm out. Last one, Shaw. Factor Bullcrap, young record holders edition here on the Morning (laughs) sickness. You did all right. You got two so far out of four. The youngest golfer to shoot their age was sixty-eight years old when they did it. Is that fact or bullcrap? Uh, uh, what? I'm when you s- shoot your age, you shoot like right. so. I'm forty-three. I would shoot right. a forty-three, which would be, would be almost impossible. impossible. I was just right. going to say, no, you're essentially no, you whole, wouldn't. A, almost a hole to one every other hole, right, Shaw? That's kind of how. That's it pretty goes. much how it would be. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm gonna. I'll call bullcrap on that. Uh,
1: 1996, a golfer in Japan shot a four under par 68 when he was 68 years old. It's pretty impressive. Man, nice. So it's not too late for
2: me,
0: then.
1: You got, you got, you got hope, Shaw. That's about (laughs) all you got. That's what I got.
0: The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have.
1: Please. It's summer, 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 summer time, Shaw, and you're uh, an empty nester once again, right? Yes. No kids in your house, but Gene, you've got a bunch of kids looking for activities to keep them busy, right?
3: Yeah, uh, yes.
1: Henry uh, still dealing with his wisdom teeth. Oof, today's going to be the worst, oh. the bad he's, one. Oh, he's so swollen and well, can, my he my can't eat, can't drink nothing, can't talk. Yep, miserable. Can he play his games? His video games at least. That's the only thing that's keeping
3: his mind away. <laughs> he okay. tried to watch movies yesterday, and now and that's miserable. not enough. Mm-hmm. No.
1: Daughter's busy doing babysitting and stuff like that. Whatever they do.
3: The other one's in a play soon. I know. Very exciting times. Mm
1: -hmm. Here are some uh, tips for surviving the summertime with your kids, Game Okay. All right. Tips for surviving summer with the kids. Do a back-to-back Marvel movie marathon. It should end just as school is starting up again. (laughs)
3: That's true.
1: A lot of them, Shaw. Enroll them in a class at the Y, especially if that class is keeping yourself occupied while mommy day drinks. (laughs) Yeah. Do they offer that one?
3: I don't think they do. That's not what it's called. But right, that's what it's okay. not called, uh, quote unquote.
1: Top tips for surviving summer with the kids. Take them to a busy water park, and when they're not looking, run!
3: Yeah. <laughs> can
1: you, do, you can't. There's do that.
3: lots of families. You can get snacks or drinks if you uh, just be right for a while. saddled up to somebody. And- top tips for surviving
1: summer with the kids. A little whiskey in the jukebox. Can uh, lengthen those naps by up to 50% shaw. <laughs> important right there. Get those naps in. Hope that listening to Baby Shark doesn't tempt fate at the beach. Get a trampoline. Those little brats will break a limb within a week. Then they'll be easy to corral. That's true. (laughs) Not as quick when they're in crutches. Right. A couple more of the uh, top tips for surviving summer with your kids. Remind them that they were a mistake and they should be happy they're alive instead of whining that there's nothing to do.
3: Well, it wasn't my plan either, huh?
1: (laughs) Now here we are. Mm-hmm. Make the best of it. Top tips for surviving summer with the kids: take them to the library so they can laugh at about <laughs> how you had to learn stuff back in the day. Right, hard, hard catalog. catalog. Right, Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> What's that? Microfiche.
3: <gasps> you mean you had to. Le- what my daughter just newspapers a on pieces note? of wood? What is that? Was all Was writing thank you cards to her grandma for her, her birthday presents, and she was. like I was like, "Do you know how to put the address on the thing? You know, like write the like where it is, where it goes on the, the thing." Name, the and she's kind of standing the there, and I go, "Oh, just go YouTube it." And she left the room because you can find every, how right. to do everything. How do I address a letter anyway?
1: Top tips for surviving summer with the kids last one shot. We Call go. the professionals at one eight hundred grandma.
2: There they know what to do. Yeah, right. I saw
1: my na- some of my neighbors, their grandparents, and they were loading up the, the truck with the kids and it was uh, yeah, it was an exercise of utility, I can tell you that much. I'm walking the dogs and they see the puppy, puppies and then the kids ah, and they're doing the baby wobble thing and they're all over the place. And <laughs> grandma's, grandma's like, the, Come back the, over the, here, come they're, back they're, over yeah.
0: here. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Brian. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. No, <laughs> really?
1: Five signs you're stressed at work. Would you say you're stressed, Shaw? Can be. Well, you're at work, that's number one sign that you're stressed. <laughs> number, number one, you rarely take a break. When you visit the bathroom, is it a luxury? If you struggle to fit the necessary things in or you're eating lunch at your desk every single day, Gene... Your stress level probably high.
3: Yeah,
2: this sounds kind of familiar.
1: You ready, Gene? <laughs> you might want to sit down. Was, I, have a, is, I have a feeling that this one's going to set you back. Is this going to
3: hit home? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I have a feeling. All right.
1: You always need a drink after work. <laughs> Happy hours should be about relaxing and socializing. If you're more focused on the alcohol itself, like I need this to come down from the uh, awful day. It's
3: socialized it might be the crutch you're
1: using to deal with all the stress you're under at work. Uh, hard to concentrate. Zoning out a lot means you've got too much of the stress hormone cortisol in your system. It also might make uh, you more forgetful, so you're not able to mm-hmm.
3: retain maybe retain that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
1: you've been getting a lot of headaches.
3: No, that I'm might be maybe. from the
1: alcohol, though. Yeah, you know, yeah that's
3: true.
1: worry of course equals stress, which means you clench your muscles, causing yeah. tension headaches. Uh, If you're constantly popping an Advil to deal with a headache or maybe a stiff neck, it might be stress related. Mm -hmm. Last one: Show five signs that you're stressed at work. You lie in bed staring at the ceiling, (laughs) pondering the the day ahead, pondering the reason for my existence. Uh, Stress hormones can keep uh, keep you up at night. Obviously, watching TV, using a phone can make it worse, which we all do. uh, You know, when we're lying in bed, uh, because the blue light blocks the Mm -hmm. sleep hormone melatonin. Mm Uh, I always take one or two. Not always, but every once in a while, I'll take one of them. I try
3: not to look at my phone in bed. I'll
1: look at it occasionally just to kind of, you know, make sure I've got the alarm set properly, make sure that I've got my, you know, everything turned off and whatnot. But there you go, Shaw. Some signs you might be stressed at work.
3: Sounds a little familiar. Yeah.
1: Again, the number one sign is that you're at work.
3: It is half the battle, though. You do have to get up and go there. So if yeah. you can get up and get there, then you've made it halfway through.
0: You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more.
1: Father's Day this weekend, Shaw. Yes, it is. Got to remember to say, uh, I love you, Dad. Thanks. Get Dad something nice. Here's what dads want, according to a new survey, Shaw. <clears throat> Father's Day, of course, on Sunday. And a new survey asking dads what they actually wanted most for Father's Day. And mm-hmm. here are the results. Number 10, an expensive physical gift like an Apple iWatch. Only 29% of dads said they wanted something mm. like that. Something techie? Uh, a glass of whiskey, number nine on the list. 29% of dads wanted a nice uh, nice glass of whiskey,
3: right? We can appreciate that or bourbon or whatever your drink of choice is, Shaw.
1: Here's mm-hmm. one that dad likes. Watch whatever I want on TV. Thirty four percent of dads. Leave me alone, I'm watching golf. The remote is not leaving my hand. Right. I am watching the History Channel. Or whatever it is I you know Whatever you're drinking Heartbreak is. Ridge, whatever movie I want to watch, Dad's watching it. Uh number seven on the list. A glass of wine. hmm uh-huh. Down with that. Booze has now shown up twice. Yeah. On <laughs> not a not list even in the of the top five. On a list of the ten things that dad wants uh-huh. most for Father's Day. Booze has already shown up twice. Uh-huh. At number six, a cheap, practical gift like some socks or a tie. 35% of fathers out there said they wanted something practical. Wallet, Old Spice, you know. Brute by Fabergé. There you go. Stetson. (laughs) Smells like a man. Uh, Number five, alcohol is now showing up for the third time on the list, Shaw. Out of ten, beers. A few beers for dad. Maybe some backyard patio
3: beers. Goes with grilling a steak very well, Shaw.
1: 35% mm-hmm. uh, of dads out there said, according to this survey, that a few beers would be what they wanted for Father's Day. Sounds good. This one I like, Shaw number four. Watching a baseball game with the fam damley. 38% of dads. Oh, that's fun. Nice. They like to Are the that. food I, I don't weekend? know. I was just check, it out. See. check that out. Watching a baseball game with the family. 38% of fathers out there said that was what they wanted to do for Father's Day. This one, not surprising, Shaw when you had three kids. How about some friggin' peace of wine Ten, around yes, here? Yes, exactly. Yeah, why don't you take the kids a hours. somewhere and let dad be. Dad's want peace and quiet, too, Shaw.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: 38% of dads say that's what they want. That's number three on the list. Number uh, two on the list, no big surprise here, a big giant slab of meat. meat?
3: Yeah, I was waiting for that. 41% of
1: dads say a Please? big old steak, some sort of, something with them big tomahawks. Right, Shaw? You said they were hard to cook, though. Yeah, thing? I didn't uh, do well with those. Okay, yeah, a little too could much. could be to a big, big
2: burger.
3: I mean, it oh, doesn't big big need. get burger, bigger. Yeah, yeah, His
1: favorite meat on the grill. You know what didn't show up on this list, Shaw? Anything vegan-related. So (laughs) keep your veggies and your taboulis and your asparagus. Probably not for fathers. Mm -hmm. Side dish, maybe. But dad's not looking for a big bowl of salad, okay? Uh, Number one on the list of things dads really want for Father's Day, Shaw, a phone call from the kids. Yeah, there you go. 47% of dads want that phone call. Check in with me. Let me know how you're doing. Tell me what you need fixed. I'll be there next week.
3: By the way, the loggers are home on Father's Day with a 5.05. Nice.
1: Yeah, Sunday games start at 5.05 nice and early, so you get out of there by 8.30-ish. And Sunday and da- 80, by the way, for Father's oh, Day. You Take Dad to the logger game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure they got some special stuff planned for Father's Day uh-huh. out there at the Lumberyard. So there you go, Shaw, the things Dad really wants.
2: Yeah, I've done Father's Day at the Lumberyard with my kids a number of times. Mm-hmm.
1: Do your kids remember Father's Day more than they remember Mother's Day? No, no, not more. Probably. Are you sure about that? Um, or are you just saying that because Mary's listening? No, I'm pretty sure that's the case. You're just sort of an afterthought. Oh yeah. I'll be lucky uh, if
2: they remember to call. <laughs> Come
1: on, man! Your daughter's gotta gotta call. Call. She's no, got a call. She got a new actually, job. my
2: daughter and I are going to spend time together this weekend. So
1: you're going to uh, like the Chicago? Yeah. I'm yeah. My daughter. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well. Father's Day this weekend. Make sure you say uh, thanks to Dad and give him a call. That's All he really wants. Maybe by mistake.
0: <laughs> the greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have.
1: Who upstairs, Shaw? Who upstairs? The pop quiz hotshot. Who upstairs, <laughs> out of all the sales weasels, would you say, don't give them a megaphone?
3: Uh, Matt Malam.
1: Really? <laughs> Gene, I think you would... I think you would disagree with that.
3: Uh, You don't give one to Lori. Yeah, Lori Morton-Lockley. Why is that, Gene? Well, Christmas party. That's all I got to say. say. There's
1: only one phrase that pays, and it's Christmas party. Mm -hmm. It's a really stunning example of why you don't give Lori Morton-Lockley the uh, megaphone. I have found a job, though, that she might be... (gasps) This might be right up her alley. Really? Like, she
3: could excel at this. This is, is the megaphone
1: take... is a thing and like it's okay for her the to have it. skill set is Right. We've discovered that she had I don't know if it's mm. a skill. It's just a a passion for megaphones. You think of hard to understand what's being said there, Shaw. But this yeah. is a guy that is being paid to yell at birds <laughs> with a in megaphone? an oil field with a megaphone. So that they will leave, I presume? Yeah, so he were it's in Canada, and he works on an oil field. And he's getting paid by this company uh, to just run around and be crazy and say stuff to geese and other birds with his megaphone. And he's being paid pretty well, apparently, Shaw. Andrew Kohler, professional bird scarer at the oil sands <laughs> in Alberta, Canada. Professional bird scarer. Armed with nothing more than a megaphone in his voice, They were uh, he and another uh, guy were asked to scare away the Canadian geese from the crude oil reserves. The video uh, has been a viral hit, obviously, as this guy's just hey out birds. there. <laughs> hey saying birds things like, here. they literally pay you to yell at birds. Andrew said, quote, I worked as a professional in the oil sands in Canada. Whenever anyone asks what the job entailed, this is what I show them. The video of him running around with a megaphone <laughs> and yelling at geese. And you can't mess with geese, you know that, Shaw. We've
2: had this discussion. No, they're nasty.
3: They are nasty. So you got to show them who's boss from the very beginning. You've yeah. got to you've got to sound, you know, angry and it distra- it. yes. Right. Who's and in megaphone.
1: charge here? Me. Me. The get, bird you've professional. Gotta guy. Get out of here. So if Lori for some reason if this sales thing doesn't work out, she could go to the oil sands, get her a megaphone and get her up there in Canada and she get be her on a pro. the
3: Yeah. Pro status. Get out of here. Professional bird scarer. Do you have business cards for that? No? doesn't really translate into a lot of other things. Though. Yeah, you really I mean, can't take that me. into a different...
1: <laughs> unless they're cleaning the ramps here in downtown Lacrosse, Crosse. Sure, maybe. sure. Like, hey, look, sure. I'll go in there beforehand and get rid of the birds, and then you go in here with a power washer. and mm-hmm. Professional bird scarer.
0: Right. Come on! Gene. Let's go! And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really
1: father's day this weekend shaw oh that's right you're going right. to uh where miller park uh no wrigley field wrigley uh with your daughter to see who uh the dead and company the, oh geez that'd be fun. get all hippie get All hippie, yeah man that was my uh christmas present last Isn't year nice. nice here are some signs uh that you've hit peak dad okay a new survey asking people for signs that you've hit peak dad shaw how have you hit peak dad uh maybe with one of my kids this would be like the the white uh, Nikes or Skechers with the white socks over the ankle. That's that you know the grilling season has begun when you right. see those things get busted out. Uh, number ten on the list: wearing cargo shorts. Twenty eight percent of people, according to this survey, say that that is peak dadism. That's mm-hmm. just
3: guyism, isn't it?
1: I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Really Josh car-
3: from City Meat's wearing them. Meat. He's not peak dad. He's, you know that's coming. It'll be that's, here before.
1: Cargo shorts are just a thing. Somebody might be pregnant. Uh, a, mid-afternoon naps, Shaw. Uh, 28% oh man, of people, yeah. yeah, that's a dad. <laughs> Especially right after a meal. Like, if you have lunch and you pat your <laughs> stomach, you like, oh, boy. No, I'm tired. Uh, I'm uh, nodding off. And it's in a chair and it just happens. You know, as opposed to the planned nap, which is the ones that I take. These dad naps are just sort of a rando. Just goes mm, yep. off for a minute. You look away for a second and then all of a sudden dad's asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, having a chair. <laughs> Your own chair. That's dad's chair. Dad's chair. Don't sit in dad's right. chair. Yeah, I, I, I want have, my own chair. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. 28% <laughs> of people, according to the survey, said that's that that's shot. peak dadism, Shaw, is having a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> number seven, spending lots of time, quote, in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> That was my dad. Right? The lawn mowers out there, all yep. the lawn tools. There's probably a workbench. Maybe there's a special light out there mm. that dad has. Nobody really knows what he's doing for sure. Yeah, he's but puttering. He's puttering. Yes, so. puttering. He's puttering. Spending a lot of time in the shed. 28% of people, according to this survey, say that that's peak dadism. Getting excited to go to the home improvement store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I got to get a brilliant Saturday and get to Menards. I really got to pick up some screws and I got to get a that's deadbolt. That's just and, homeowners uh, and adults, isn't it? That's kind of an adulting thing. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe for women it's a Kohl's
3: trip. Yeah, I don't or know. Or a Target trip. Maybe you got to get to Target. Our project's going to get done if you go there, then yay. Yeah.
1: Getting excited to go to the home improvement store number 6 mm-hmm. on the list. Shaw. number 5, constantly doing repairs around the house. Well, this window oh, sticks. Yeah. This is a sticky one. Yeah. got really this door is squeaky, squeaky <laughs> door. What's this squeaky door? Why is there a I'll rip in the it. screen? Why is there a rip in the screen door? What are you boarding the my barns? Get the tool. Get my toolbox. Uh yeah, doing repairs around the house constantly. 30% of people according to this survey say that that's peak dadism. Manning the grill. Oh yeah, number four on the list again. Thirty percent. Yeah, that's your job, Shaw. Well, you start the grill. You put the meat on it. That's your job to man the grill. You don't mm-hmm. just leave it there and that's say, right. "Can you imagine? I'm busy. Can you imagine the what grill. kind of what kind of world would we live in if Dad put the meat on the grill and somebody else took we it off the grill away no, that's and that's then just, just left it? Said, just left it. Didn't tell anybody. Uh, this one I love. Number three, even though I'll never get the chance to do it, embarrassing your kids on purpose. Oh man, yeah, that's fun, right?
2: they come to get in the car you take off a little bit they I
1: yeah love, locked, love that the one. locked door I love that yeah. one or showing up in weird costumes first day yeah. last day of school I like to play the dad who like showed up in the in the scuba suit at at school and like early or when you got to pick him up and you go through the hallways mm-hmm. and then you poke your head into the class
3: oh hey everybody I'm so-and-so's dad I'm I here like, to pick him up I like to have Rick astley on like 10 oh, yeah. go all the windows nice. down and pull up by the school my number daughter two loves bad it.
1: dance moves I suppose this could work for either parents Catch the whoa yeah, dude, the lawnmower. Dad's doing the dad, lawnmower. Maybe mm-hmm. doing the sprinkler. Look at what Dad can do. You know. Uh, last but not least, Shaw. Uh, uh, the the, the signs that you've hit peak dadism. Uh, laughing at your own bad jokes, dad jokes. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Who else is gonna laugh at
1: him? You got a good dad joke,
2: Shaw? You got any? I I don't know. Ooh. sorry. What? You don't have any dad jokes? None come to mind. Not even one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Today, Happy my, today Day. my
1: son asked, "Can I have a bookmark?" And I burst into tears. Eleven years old, and he still doesn't know my name is Brian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there you go, Father's Day. Of course, <laughs> we found out yesterday the number one thing Dad wants is just a phone call. Just call him,
3: say, mm-hmm. "Hey." And that's mm-hmm. easy.
0: You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Oh, oh,
1: oh. Have you ever been to Cooperstown? I have not. No. It opened uh, 80 years ago today. Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Wow. So, obscure baseball rules. Okay. And these are not unwritten rules. These are actual rules. Uh, number one if a player gets ejected from a game, they are allowed to go sit in the stands. Is that fact or bullcrap? Uh, no, they have to go to the. Like the uh, they can sit in the stands? Only if they take <laughs> off their uniform, change into street clothes, and are, quote, well removed from the vicinity of the team's bench or bullpen. Somebody should have told Bobby Valentine that, huh? Right. That was like uh, 20 years ago, I think, uh, earlier this week when he went back in with the mustache and the glasses. Mm hmm. But yeah, you can apparently... Uh, I don't know so if you got to <laughs> buy a ticket. you got to buy a ticket. you got to buy a ticket. Excuse me, that's my seat. Factor bullcrap, obscure baseball rules. If a player catches a pop fly with their hat, they're automatically ejected. Is that factor bullcrap? Hmm?
2: I think that's bullcrap, isn't
1: it? Not kicked out, but there's a major penalty for it. Is All it really? base runners advance what? three really? bases. All base runners what? advance three bases. If they catch bases. it with their hat? So the batter ends up on third. If you're on first, you score... Huh. If you catch it with your Never hat. Never heard of that one. Neither did I. Oof. Fact to bullcrap, Shaw. Obscure baseball rules. If the ball gets stuck in the catcher's mask, yeah. all runners advance one base. Is that fact of bullcrap? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call bullcrap on that.
0: Uh, oh
1: my gosh. True if it also uh, gets stuck in the umpire's mask as well, Shaw. So if the ball gets foul tipped stuck and it gets stuck in, in, in a... a- uh, I don't know if it's on just a foul tip or if it's on a pitch as well, if it just gets by the catcher and gets stuck in his mask. But, yeah, so if it gets stuck in the catcher's mask, the uh, runners advance one base wow. shot Factor bullcrap, obscure baseball rules edition. The maximum number of strikeouts you can see in a single inning is six. Is that factor bullcrap?
2: I assume you mean bringing the top and the bottom of the... Uh innings. No, I'll say bullcrap because what if there's a drop third
1: strike, right? There are six outs per inning, three per side, but if strike three gets dropped by the yeah, catcher, batter can go. run to first, and then the catcher has to throw them out if they don't make that throw. I knew one. It does count as a strikeout, but uh, yes, huh? also infinite number of strikeouts are possible in an inning because of that rule, Sean. Right. Got that one right, Sean. Last one. Here we go. Factor of bullcrap. Obscure baseball rules edition. If a pitcher injures their throwing arm, yeah. They're allowed to switch in the middle of an at-bat and throw with their other arm. Is that fact (laughs) or bullcrap?
2: As far as I know, they can throw with whatever arm they want, I think. I'll see a fact, yeah.
1: -ah! Part of a rule added in 2008 for ambidextrous pitcher named Pat Vendetti. He can switch between at-bats, but only in the middle of an at-bat if he's injured. He faced a switch hitter in the minors, and there's a six-minute delay when they both kept switching from right to left. Remember huh. this? A couple of years ago, I don't. So the guy who he was facing at the plate yep. is a switch hitter. Yep. And so he goes, all right. I'm going to throw my right. I'm going to bat left. And then he's like, okay. Well, if you're going to bat left, I'm going <laughs> to throw my left. He's like, okay. Well, I'm going to switch it up and he's go right because I'm a switch hitter and he's a switch pitcher. A little six minute standoff mm. there, but uh, they added that rule because An of
3: ambidextrous pitcher.
1: Yeah. Well, think of Jim Abbott. You know, the one handed guy. Handed he, yeah. he had to do it all with one hand. I mean, that was amazing. And that he was, was good, and he was
2: good. He's very good. Yeah.
1: You know. So there you go, Sean. Some
0: obscure baseball rules.
2: Same. No less than I thought I did, but now I know more.
0: The greatest show on Earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. You party, we'll provide the assist. Here's a tip. This any kind of Pinterest bullshit. This is real life advice that you can actually use. Uh, it's the summer party tip every Wednesday morning just after 8. I guess that makes it official. It's summer, all right. Courtesy of the Flipside Pub and Grill.
1: Keeping it local on the Crosse's north side, the Flipside Pub and Grill. Now, today's not really party central because of the rain and kind of down weather that we're having. But tomorrow and Friday and Saturday, looks like we got some great weather ahead with sunshine and high temps in the upper 70s, maybe low 80s. But... Because of this wetness that we've had, the bugs are atrocious this year, and we haven't even gotten the mayfly hats yet. That's coming. No,
3: that's coming. I could but see the it the gnats and the, the mosquitoes
1: gnats. are brutal, and there's a ton of uh, DIY solutions to getting rid of those things.
3: Yeah, let's talk gnats because that's really right now. The mosquitoes haven't been right. knock on. That's coming, I think, but right These now are those the gnats.
1: stupid black things that buzz around in your face, get in your ear, up your nose. You can't even walk your dog without walking through a, a nest of them. It's brutal.
3: Okay, so obviously it's the water and the mold and the fungus and all that stuff that's making this a perfect season for the them. Fungus among us. Hard to get rid of all of that. It's just oversaturation. But do pray a particular. You know, look in uh, areas where you have uh, a lot of shade. There could be some okay. funk. Rake it up a little bit and get that air in there. Uh, use sodium light bulbs at okay. night. All right. I didn't even realize that was a thing.
1: Sodium light bulb. Like, are you talking outdoors? Like yes, For your outdoor to, uh, like your porch or your patio or reduce something? Reduce
3: the attraction at night. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Maybe they get drawn somewhere else, like your neighbor's house.
3: This trap. I'm totally doing this. So you mix... Um, vinegar, just vinegar Regular straight vinegar Like three quarters of a cup You put eight, nine drops of dish soap in it In okay. like a jar or a bowl Put saran wrap over the top Poke holes in it Set it out they're attracted They go inside
1: to, and then they're stuck
3: They're attracted to both the vinegar and the soap so it, they'll just... They go so in and they
1: can't get out. Do they die in there too? Because the, the death is the part I care they go about. go
3: in, they can't come out, and they okay. die.
1: Why did anybody invent so these So if you're
3: things? sitting at your table, you know, and you're outside, just put that thing on the other side. All right. Works. So dryer dish sheets.
1: Soap, a couple of drops of dish soap and vinegar. Uh, and just vinegar, dish soap, and that's it. All right. Dryer sheets. Yeah, I've heard Tuck that one. In one in your pocket. Heard that one. Yeah, it's supposed to help.
3: Can, yeah, wrap it around. You can just yeah. stick it right there in your pocket. Also, plants that help, geraniums, lavender. So if you haven't planted yet or you're going to be doing some pots around where you sit, okay. pots of geraniums and lavender will keep them away naturally. All right. As well as if you're having a party and you are having a bunch of people oh, yeah. over, foggers are effective. I like the Not old school mosquito zappers.
1: Those things are fun because then you hear them die.
3: It's like always... the rackets?
1: No, I'm talking about the one that hangs out like oh. at a campground. Zit, zit. Z- 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 I love that one. Z- Z- oh man.
3: We saw last weekend when we were setting out big old June bugs. Speaking of hitting the zappers, those because oh, yeah. they're so huge, but the big June bugs. But try the trap, it might work. Keep them away. Ryan, come on,
0: Gene, let's go, and Shaw giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really.
1: Forbes releasing their annual list of the 100 highest paid athletes in the world. Oh, boy. Okay. No big surprise. Three soccer players make the top three spots. Lionel Messi. World, world. World Yeah, and soccer huge, obviously, Mm -hmm. outside of the U.S. But uh, Lionel Messi, number one, over the past year, an estimated take of $127 million. And that's just money he made playing soccer. That's not even side gigs. Look at my shoes. Yeah. Endorsements. Top 100 players from... 10 different sports. NBA stars occupy the most spots with 35 of the 100. Football, the next most represented. Sport with 19 players, followed by baseball with 15 and then soccer with 12. 25 different countries represented, which is up from 22 last year. And not surprisingly, Americans dominate the list with 62 of the top 100. Number one, Lionel Messi. $127 million playing soccer. Ronaldo, $109 million mm-hmm. playing soccer. And uh, Neymar, $105 million playing soccer. Canelo Alvarez, the boxer, $94 million really? last year. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those big super fights, pay-per-view. You get yeah, to take I know. It. Oh, but yeah.
3: Number four on the list.
1: Yeah. Number five, Roger Federer playing tennis, $93.4 million. And then at number six, we get our first football player. That would be Russell Wilson, half mil, quarterback for the Seahawks. a Rodge, your boy, AR-12, at number 7, 89.3. He's a rich dude. LeBron James, the first NBA player to make the list at $89 million. Followed by Steph Curry with $79.8 million, And then KD, Kevin Durant, $65.4 million. That's your top 10.
0: You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more.
1: Now, earlier this week, Shaw, we found out, thanks to WalletHub.com, that West Virginia is the least fun state in yep. the United States of America?
3: I don't know. You can tour the penitentiary, country road, take me home. West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, and the lunatic asylum. Those are the. T- this is, is, the it, t- uh, is it haunted? And that they think it. You oh. can do it at night.
1: There you go. So, in order to help bolster the tourism in West Virginia, here are some new tourism slogans. Yeah, Sean. they could use one. New tourism slogans for West Virginia. West Virginia. Yep. Because you have to stop somewhere on your way to Florida. (laughs) Right, Sean? Yeah. You gotta gas
3: up and get some snacks.
1: New tourism slogans for West Virginia, again ranked the least fun state in the United States by wallethub.com in a recent survey. So terrible they didn't even bother trying for an East Virginia. (laughs) Wasn't worth the effort. West Virginia. Where tattoos outnumber teeth almost two to one.
3: Mm. I knew there was going to be teeth. That can't be the only teeth reference in there.
1: Might be another toother in there. <laughs> West Virginia.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now with more indoor plumbing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Took a while, but they got there. They got
1: Hey, it flushes. <laughs> West Virginia tourism slogans here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Where else can you find whiskey that'll also run your car in a pinch? <laughs> <laughs> it's high octane, baby. <laughs> Make you go blind for a couple of seconds there if you're <laughs> not careful, Shaw. Moonshine. New slogans, tourism slogans for West Virginia. West Virginia is for lovers of yeah. watching paint dry. <laughs> a lot happening there. This one's funny. West Virginia. Yep. Where limp biscuit and cargo shorts never went out of style. Oh man, I like limp. Ah, uh, come on. Let's... West Virginia, yep. because alcohol is meant to be made in your backyard. <laughs> Come see our stills or the bathtub in the woods. Uh, New West Virginia tourism slogans. Couple more here on the morning sickness on ninety five seven The
3: Rock. West Virginia. Yep, we've got all your favorite rodents served fresh daily. (laughs) (laughs) You do some new and unusual things with those Varmints. kill menu.
1: Little varmints, huh?
3: West Virginia, it's like visiting a third world country
1: without ever leaving America. (laughs) Oh man! Ouch! Last one, Shaw. New tourism slogans for West Virginia. The least fun state in the Union? West Virginia! Mm-hmm. We don't meth around. Oh, that's oh, there that is got it. potential. That you kind of knew there was going to be a meth one in there, right?
3: You can go to the Roadkill Cookoff. West Virginia's annual competition competition featuring likes of squirrel, a, gravy. You don't need to say the,
1: anymore, Gene. <laughs> Sounds like a party. they have a roadkill cook-off? They do. You don't It's a statewide thing. That's all you need to know about West Virginia is that they encourage it and they sell it. Participate. Uh,
3: possum, groundhog, deer, rabbit, crow, squirrel, Ugh. or turkey. Ugh. Or snake.
1: And this is roadkill. This is not just something they grab, you know, while they're out on a hunt, Shaw. This is just something yeah, they got run on over the by the road. Hey, pick that one up. Nice the roadkill thing's in a couple of weeks. We could win.
3: Okay. That's a real thing.
1: <laughs> that's all you need to know, Shaw.
3: Mm-hmm. Pretty much sums it up.
0: The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have.
1: One thing I've always thought about ever since I saw that movie for the first time, and I've read many articles about this online, how long was he stuck in Groundhog Day? Because think of all the things he learned to do. Right? I mean, all the reading that he did. all the the ice carvings. The the piano, the ice carving. I mean, it can't just take a couple of days to learn how to do that with Mm. a chainsaw. The piano lessons. Well, he had all the time in the world. Catching that kid falling out of the tree, I'll see you tomorrow, maybe. You never once thanked me. You tried to save that dude a bunch Mm -hmm. of times. I mean... I've read a lot of articles, you know, because they, they, they don't, they on don't how... specify that. Well, they, there's a website that has put together a list of some stats on fictional worlds. And I'm intrigued by this okay? Shaw, because the movie Groundhog Day makes the cut here. A website called whatculture.com claims that Bill Murray spent 12,395 days stuck in Groundhog Day, oh, which is almost 34 years. I wouldn't have guessed that. No, me either. Mind-boggling. Some of the other stuff they come up with. Avengers, all right, right, the movie Avengers. Yes. The amount of uh, damage done to Manhattan in the original Avengers movie estimated at $160 billion. (laughs) Okay. More than 9-11 Hurricane Katrina or the 2011 tsunami in Japan. Good thing it was just a movie. Some other interesting stats on these fictional worlds, Shaw. And some of this can be based in reality if you watch the episodes or the movies. Horace Gump ran a total of 15,248 miles. Mm-hmm. And then he just stopped and said, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> and that was to it. Greenbow, Alabama. Uh Jack Bauer, 24. Yes. You can count this up. Body count, right? Killed a total of 309 people during his time mm-hmm. on 24. That comes out to one kill every 40 minutes. But he never went to the bathroom. He he never went to the bathroom. Or, no ha- poop.
3: or had a... Drink of water or anything. <laughs>
1: never ate a sandwich. Never, had never took either. a chance to watch an episode of uh, you know Bar mm-hmm. Rescue. Didn't do any of that, Shaw. He just kind of mm-hmm. always killing and moving. He's busy. If you recreated the Lego Movie with real Lego pieces, okay, oh, it would require more than fifteen million blocks. Yeah, a tower made with that many would be ninety miles high. Oh my, ninety miles high, Shaw. Michael Keaton's Batman, by the way, mm-hmm. back in the day, killed twenty people, three more than Jeffrey Dahmer. And Batman sort of has this thing about, I don't kill people, but... But he did. People you don't know on the, on the script, you know what I mean? These yeah. underlings, yeah, I'll kill them. But I'm not going to kill the Penguin or the Joker or the Riddler mm-hmm. or any of those guys. Uh, if you owned 101 Dalmatians, Sean... What? <laughs> <laughs> you'd be cleaning up 76 pounds of poop every day. I believe that. Er day. Er- day. In the Lord of the Rings trilogy... My boy Frodo mm-hmm. and my Aww. my BFF Samwise Gamgee, who said, "I can't carry it for you, Mister Frodo. But I can't carry you." They walked seventeen hundred and seventy nine miles oh from God. the Shire to Mount Doom, a little more than the distance from Chicago to L A.
3: Wow! With bare feet and a and a ring making them nuts, and a bunch of yeah.
1: and a bunch of crappy bread, hard bread wrapped up in fig leaves or something. This one is interesting because again, you can count this if you watch the uh, shows. Over the cat over the uh, course of uh, Seinfeld, the cast, the main cast, yeah, right. Jerry, Elaine, George, and Kramer dated 212 people. <laughs> Jerry had the most, With 73. Man hands, man hands. Uh, <laughs> Man hands always sticks out. Uh, George had the second most with sixty two. Elaine Bennett, she kept going back to putty. That was part yeah. of her problem. Yep. Uh, Jimmy jumped high. Jimmy played a good game today. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, Elaine did fifty, and then Kramer and the librarian. Uh, he only dated twenty seven. Kramer was more selective with mm-hmm. his love life. Uh, the total surface area in Minecraft. Your kid played that, right? Minecraft yep. is over nine million Earths. Whoa. Nine million Earths. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't get what that means because I never played it. They just run around. Is that the deal?
3: Well, you build. You can make your own world. I mean, it's about okay. building places and things and stuff. And Darth Vader's superstar Star Destroyer, which is called the Executor, okay,
1: is about 12 miles long. It would crush most of Manhattan if we were to use the island as a Ooh. landing strip. Again, these are fictional worlds and some interesting stats about them. You take them. a
2: few liberties in the movies, then.
1: Being 112 and a half feet tall and 37 and a half feet wide, the stay-puffed marshmallow man <laughs> from Ghostbusters <laughs> contains roughly 925,000 gallons of marshmallow. Ugh. The goo from its explosion could be used to make 186 million s'mores. <laughs> well, Oof. What of are smores. we waiting for? Right? There's so many and in the, the interesting uh, stuff, and again, some of it's you know based in reality because you can watch these episodes of these movies and, count, and, and the count, count. But some of it is uh, mm-hmm. some guesstimation, but uh-huh. uh, some cool stuff out there. Shaw about uh, fictional worlds and the stats. Oh. The Groundhog Day thing, though, I still don't believe that. Oh, I think yeah, it, that seems. I think it's more. I mean, I think, think of more. Think of all of the stuff that he did. Because we're, I mean, if you count how many days actually happen in the movie that you see visually, it's only about like I think 70 that he goes through. 70 different days mm. that he the goes alarm through.
2: alarm clock goes off. Yeah.
1: Right, where you know that a day has mm-hmm. passed and he has reset the clock. But think of all the time it takes to start learning piano and then become a... Ma- like, he played it at that uh, uh, bachelor uh-huh. auction, you know? All the stuff that he had to learn about her to make her fall in love with him. You know, I've seen your face a million... You know, like, all this stuff. All the times he tried to kill himself.
3: I, I wouldn't have never guessed 34 years, though. 34 years. Right. Come
0: on! Gene. Let's go! And Shaw, giving you the best they've
1: got. <laughs> no, really. Here are the top things you'll never hear a dad say, Shaw. <laughs> okay. Father's Day, Sunday, of course. These are the things you'll never hear. Go
3: ahead and leave that door open. A dad say. <laughs> Turn the heat up.
1: <laughs> sure, I'd love to hear about your day. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> dad, you want to hear about my... Yes! I would love that. Oh, you would say that. You might not mean it, but you'd
1: say it. Top things you'll never hear a dad say here on The Morning Sickness. I mean... Skipping college to focus on your band is the only logical thing to do right now. It's the only logical thing to do. That might happen in a sitcom, but in real life... What are you, an idiot?
3: You know what? Your shoes are good right there in the middle of the floor. (laughs) That's perfect, actually. I wouldn't move them. That is where they belong. It is. You're born in a barn.
1: Top things you'll never hear your dad say here on The Morning Sickness. Young lady, go back into your room and change out of that outfit. Put on something skimpier and then shows more skin. Right.
3: Could it be a half shirt? Please.
1: Did you ever have to do that to Hannah? Probably not. She no, doesn't, she's, she's not that kind of gal, right?
3: No, I, I didn't. Never
1: want. once? Never like, oh, halter top? Yeah, come on, Hannah. No, no, no. no. Top things you'll never hear a dad say. I have an idea. Why doesn't the whole family come golfing with me?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody get in the truckster. We're going golfing. Yeah. Son, did I tell you that story before? Oh, I'm so sorry. I just don't like repeating myself. Right. I feel so bad that you had to hear it a second well, time. He oh, third time? Oh, fourth time? Okay. <laughs> Top thing. That's like Jean when she has a few too many uh, cocktails. You get the same story over and over uh, again.
2: Just, my kids say the same
1: thing. Top things. You'll <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks, Shaw. I appreciate No, this not support. about you, about me. No, I've heard that story before. Oh, yeah. No, We've been to Jean's I, house before. I, I appreciate it.
1: Top things You'll never hear a dad say, well, if my daughter goes vegan, then we all go vegan.
3: Right.
1: We're all in on this, honey. We support you. Got your back, babe. You know, I don't really have an opinion on that. Why don't you ask your mother? <laughs> <laughs> said no dad ever. Uh, These are things... I don't know.
3: Don't you just push it off on... <laughs> Go ahead and ask your mom. I can't make I that decision. I think that's decision. for
1: permission. I don't know about... I mean, this was opinion-based. Yeah. Okay. Right. Top things you'll never hear a dad say here on The Morning Sickness. A few more, Shaw. Sure, be as loud as you want. As long as I can see the game, I don't have to hear what they're right. saying. I don't have to hear the announcement. Keep announcements. it down in there. I better stop wearing a, uh, cargo shorts. I hear they're out of style. <laughs> what is it with cargo shorts? Why There's a lot of pockets. They're very useful. Yeah, I,
3: I they get... are.
1: Top things like you'll never hear a dad say. I admit... I don't know what any of these tools are for <laughs> I, I, I honestly do not know I have no idea what that one is for You're I just, gonna lie. I got it at a yard thing. sale I don't know what it does Oh sure set the thermostat at whatever you like there my, you go. What yep, the is money compared to the comfort of my loved ones That's the one I was Seriously. waiting for Leave yeah. the door open go ahead A couple more Shaw. the top things you'll never hear a dad say Does the
3: door shut itself? No
1: The last thing I want to do is bore you with stories of my high school football <laughs> days I really just you know I know that you really A lot of eye rolling going on there Mm-mm. A lot of that happening couple more, Shaw. The uh, top things you'll never hear a dad say here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. I sure feel sorry for my single guy friends. I gotta tell you, they got a rough out there. This Tinder thing sounds like it's atrocious. It doesn't sound like it works at all. Poor dad.
3: Boy, you got a bargain on that shirt. That's something else the dad would never say. Wow, only $20? Oh,
1: man, I'll never forget that time. My dad gave me a $100 bill and dropped me off at the mall with my buddy Matt Bricky to go Did you come school. back with one thing? One pair of jeans and one uh, Red Sox jersey. And he's like, where's the rest of it? This is it. You spent $100 on a pair of jeans and a stupid jersey? You're taking it back. Last but not least, Shaw, top things you'll never hear a dad say, who's REO Speedwagon? <laughs> <laughs>
2: what the hell
1: is an REO Speedwagon? There you go. Father's Day this Sunday. As we found out earlier this week, dad just really wants you to cook him a steak, give him some beers, and then say hey and hang out with him for a little while.
3: And if you don't live with your dad anymore, if you're a grown person, call him. That was number one on the list of things he wants. A free thing you can do. Just call him.
1: Wow, it's long distance. It's not free.
3: (laughs) It's free. So you just lied to everyone. Basically free. You lied.
1: You lied to everyone. You're a liar, liar. Liar, liar. on fire. We've got podcasting. (laughs) is funny
0: as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 957therock.com.